Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey everyone, Joyce here welcoming you to today's Walk and Talk, where our guest is Jesse Greenberg. Jesse is the managing partner of 383 Ventures, where he advises and invests across the music and entertainment landscape. He has worked with artists that you have heard of from Garth Brooks to John Bon Jovi and so many others. And he likes to explore the world on foot, which is something we're going to talk about a little bit today. So Jesse, welcome. Thanks for taking some time for us today. Thank you for having me, Joyce. So how did you get into this world of music and kind of the intersection of music and business? Yeah, kind of uh, by uh, serendipitously, I, I suppose. My background started in traditional finance and investment banking and uh, private equity and uh, then led its way into wanting to become, you know, wanting to be closer to building and operating and helped run an advertising agency for a period of time and then took over a live events and experiential marketing firm right before COVID. Um, and as COVID hit, we were putting on 500 to 20,000 person events uh, for brands, their internal, uh, their customers, their their internal uh, organizations, large scale events for philanthropies and high net worth individuals. And as that business shut down because of COVID, we had to get uh, a little creative. And the idea was in May of 2020 was we, locked up all most of the drive-ins in the u.s and canada to long-term contracts to live stream and play pre-recorded concerts on the screens and we did concerts with garth brooks metallica bon jovi kane brown blake sheldon gwen stefani we did partnerships with ufc and this really was this kind of uh pandemic pivot and and try to keep your business alive and was able to create a interesting thriving business for kind of that first year of COVID and then it opened up kind of what was music, which I had, you know, obviously as everyone is a fan of music, but never saw the business side of it and, and how much more it was beyond just the live component, what was happening on the recorded side, what was happening on the influence that, uh, you know, so many key artists have on our everyday life um, and, and kind of, uh, and really defining culture and kind of, uh, if you had asked me three or four years ago, did I think I would ever work in music? The answer would have definitely been a been a no. And it's been a it's been an exciting ride over the last couple of years. What I love about that story, and it's a through line that comes up uh, often in walk and talks that I lead, is this idea of kind of being open to following the path where it leads. And it's a little bit for me of a walking metaphor right? You started out and it's about putting one foot in front of the other and letting the path kind of open up and being open to that. Absolutely. I think um, especially in those kind of early days of, of, of COVID in the first month or two, uh, really not knowing where to take a business or where to go. And as you keep kind of thinking through things, something comes out of, out of nowhere and uh, it might seem, seem too big or too hard. Um, but if you take it in kind of steps and you take it step by step, 
things start to open themselves up and you start to see a larger kind of uh, opportunity. And that's really, I think it's a, it's a great metaphor for that. Yeah, you know, you think about it, we use these walking metaphor expressions all the time, right? Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And there's so much truth to it, like obviously for walking, but as you say, it's a metaphor for how we get from here to there. Yeah, I think, uh, I know we're going to explore some of these topics later, in, in, uh, but, you know, even just seeing things in general in, in a more literal sense, some of the places that I've been able to travel to, you know, I might have seen like I seen like as I was standing there, I was seeing the most beautiful thing I had seen. Funny thing enough is like you walk another 300 uh, meters or so, and it opens up to something that's even greater than you could ever imagine in the same type of way. And I think that there is a level of uh, just this kind of if you are open to it and you are you know have your you know your your balance and your your feet under your shoulders and you kind of keep going towards it. Uh, you, and you stick in it and you stick into the walk that you might, uh, the journey might bring you, uh, you know, unbelievable uh, opportunities. And, you know, and it's really kind of that, that kind of, I think we're always often focused on this kind of end destination of, a, of whether it be a walk, of whether it be whatever it may be we're, we're working towards. Uh, but we don't realize that the thing that gives us like the greatest, uh, uh, greatest feelings and greatest kind of sex, success and enjoyment is, is really kind of that, that overall journey. And it's not really about that end destination. And so if you're not actually enjoying the, the journey, then the game, uh, is like sometimes I like to think about it, like comes to an end. And I think what we're all trying to do is this kind of playing this infinite game and why we would play an infinite game is because it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. We're enjoying it during the whole entire process and not just kind of working towards only a, a, a end result. So you're a little bit of an unusual guest for our conversations here, uh, which I think is so interesting because you really are, you're a business guy, uh, just at sort of first blush. But you and I connected because you have come to appreciate the power of literally walking, right? We talk about it as a metaphor, and for sure there are so many lessons in there, but you're also someone who likes to get out and walk. And how did that sort of start? Like, was there a moment where you discovered, oh, look at this, like this opens up my eyes or I feel better or whatever that is? I think, you know, movement has been such a, uh, in general, has been such an important part of my life. I, I grew up an athlete and played college basketball. And, and in many ways that was driven by, you know, uh, you know, getting to a performance level to that. And I think what happened after I re retired uh, from that was that you start to realize movement and walking in particular as one of those movements, you know, what it, what it unlocks for you um, in general. And in many ways, I think, obviously there's the, 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 the aesthetic goals that we all like to have and want to have. But I think what, when you really get into it, you realize the, the value it just brings to your overall mindset, clarity, nervous system, et cetera, through, through walking. And you're really tapping in, especially through walking, you're really, tapping into your body and 
and how it feels and how your mind feels. And in many ways, when you get out of the bed in the morning, you, you really don't know. Like when you just hit your feet, hit the ground, you don't really know. You're not really checked in. And it's really when you start to move and walk in that way and, and start to wake the soul up a little bit is when you kind of have these kind of check-in moments. And I think I have often in moments, um, in moments of uh, distress and moments of conflict, whether it be internal or external, the idea of getting out and walking brings a sense of calm and ability to kind of reflect in a unique way to be able to check into yourself and be like, why am I triggered by this? Is this a big deal? Is this my ego driving some parts of this? How could I see this in a different way? And I think that part is, um, that part is very, uh, you know, so important. And I think that walking in general, especially being able to, you know, everybody finds different times to, to do their, do their walking, do their movement, whatever it may be. For me, in many ways, when it's, when I'm doing this kind of check-in, it's, it's helpful to do it either in the, the, the start of the day uh, to get the body moving and to kind of open my mind for the day. And then sometimes it's great to just do it at the end of the day as kind of a, a pause to give yourself back, to bring yourself kind of uh, outside of where, whatever, you know, whatever you had your mind in, whether it be work or any other types of conflict, it, it kind of brings you back into that place. So like, okay, settle in. Now I can have, uh, I can reflect on the day and, and go in and be able to be present now when I spend time with family or friends. So is that a conscious exercise on your part when you head out to a walk? Will you ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling triggered? What's going on? Or do you let it happen a little bit more organically? And then upon reflection, you're like, oh, I guess I went through that process in my mind. I would say it's mostly more of the times organic. I wish I went set up and I kind of been and think about this talk kind of in the notion of like, maybe there's a, a need to be more intentional in you know, setting intentions before stepping into a walk. The idea of the walk for me is usually triggered by the idea that I feel like I haven't moved enough today. I feel like I haven't gotten out there. I feel like my body still has some energy and it wants to, you know, feel more. And so that's usually where it is. And it's through those moments. And sometimes that can be a, a walk with a friend. Sometimes that, uh, you know, that's just hearing the sounds of nature. And sometimes it's you, you know, you put on, you put on music or a podcast that allows you to kind of go into a different, uh, a different place. But you never feel unless you're like terribly injured, you never feel bad after a walk. You always kind of feel, you know, know. at least least incrementally better. I know. It's so hard sometimes. And like, you just have to remind yourself, oh, I don't want to go, but I know I'll feel better. Like, have I ever regretted not taking the walk? And pretty much the answer is no. But um, interestingly, I talk about a walking practice in a bunch of different ways, but two of them are, one way to build a walking practice is to become a habitual walker, where you build a habit. So every morning you get up, you throw on your clothes, whatever your habit is, you walk at lunch, whatever your habit is. And then the other, or one of the others, is what I call an opportunistic walker, which is a little bit more of what I am. And it sounds like what you are. And what I mean by that is like, there are moments when you just feel that feeling. You have a little bit of a window of opportunity. 
and you feel that feeling. I have anxiety. I have to move. I have whatever, as you described, the triggers that kind of set you out for a walk. Would you describe yourself as kind of an opportunistic walker in that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I do a lot of other things for um, my health and wellness regimen from like physical exercise and that are sometimes uh, uh, more intense than, than, a, than a walk. But I find that, you know, I, either at the end of the workout or even uh, <laughs> as I mentioned to you before we started the day, I, I woke up this morning on my way to the gym and realized I, uh, and realized I had a flat tire. And that actually drove me into, I didn't skip my workout, I, but I had to, uh, I had to, I actually had to go by foot uh, and, and take a little bit longer. And so those things that pop up in that way that, uh, that are opportunistic, but yeah, I think that's how it comes about. It's, you know, it's, it's lovely outside or you want to catch up with a friend or you feel like, you know, you just, you're pent up in that way and you just gotta, you, you go out in that way. I, I, I very rarely kind of set these as a kind of habitual, uh, you know, walker that I do this every single day. So it's much more as a, as it kind of pops up and, uh, it's a great way. And, and to be honest, I have found that, uh, whether it be socially, business wise, all these different things, I have found that versus, you know, oh, it's an amazing way to connect versus, hey, let's go and, you know, get a meal together or let's go and get a drink or even just a coffee in those ways. It's kind of this this great way to kind of get out there and, and, and connect and because uh, you walk away hopefully inspired by the, 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 the conversation you have, but also your body feels quite good. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to uh, watch my TED Talk, but that's the entire topic of my TED, TED Talk is what happens when we walk together. And I'm all yeah. about that and uh, walking meetings, walking conversations, and especially, well, I, I was going to say, especially with people you're not necessarily close to, um, but it's, all, of course, awesome for your more intimate relationships too. But I always like, there's somehow less pressure if you say to somebody, hey, let's take a walk, then like, hey, let's go out for a meal. Like, you know, you're going to be sitting there staring at this person. It always seems <laughs> yeah. to flow a little bit more easily, right, when you're out walking. I agree. I would say as, um, as, a, as, a, as a single person, I've often enjoyed, uh, you know, a first meeting, you know, during a walk or a first hangout during a walk and doing something more active. Wait, have you ever little... invited wait jesse i'm totally interrupting you have you ever invited as a prospective date like as a first date a walk yeah i would say that i don't necessarily consider it like a date because of the format but yes that's been like yeah that's been ways many ways it's like you meet someone that you're kind of you know there's a depending on how it kind of comes about it might be somebody you met at the gym or just walked around you know they're already an active person or it's somebody that you met digitally and that kind of feels like a nice interaction a daytime walk where it's like you know hey you're also making it kind of clear that this is like a key part of your lifestyle and and being active and that's really where you find a lot of enjoyment and it's really nice i mean it, it may not be the most romantic of a first encounter but it is one where you kind of get to know someone very well uh in that way and you kind of become clear that you know if you uh can talk to someone and connect without you know any other uh early on without any other kind of uh substances being a part of that whether that be food or alcohol or etc it's totally a first date screener 
It yeah. totally yeah. is. Because if you invite a, a woman on a walk and she's like, uh, a walk? Then you know, like, this is not your, this is not your, this is a particular, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying not to be judgy about yeah. it. But right, this is somebody who that's not going to appeal to her. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly, and like it becomes very clear. I've, I've had to say, let's do dinner instead, and it's fine. So, and 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 that uh, that didn't tells you a lot, <laughs> right? But yeah, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> the idea is you want somebody that is, you know, I I think whether it be friends, whether it uh, whether it be romantic areas, you know, you want people that have these common interests in liking doing what you do to each other, do with each other, and I think, you know wellness, fitness, I think all these things have kind of changed in the social aspect, especially with like fitness, uh, you know, class, uh, fitness classes together in which people like to work out together. Whether you're talking with each other in that manner or not, people like to move together. It, it creates this kind of, uh, this deeper connection. Uh, there is tremendous research uh, that supports that as well. So can you tell us a little bit about your time in Patagonia? Yeah, so I was. I want. I, I've never been, so I want to hear everything. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll give a little prelude here. Um, I was fortunate to take a, and, and timing was perfect. I decided to, uh, in between taking on a, a new job role at the end of 2019, I I ended up taking the whole fourth quarter of 2019 off for the pandemic and did a 90 day trip around the world. Um, started off in Australia, made my uh, made my way west. And beyond just Patagonia and many of the other places, whether they were, you know, uh, even in cities uh, in, in Japan or China or were in, you know, South Africa, what I had found was that, you know, so much of being able to experience or see the cities um, or, or, or just even the kind of the, the, the amazing nature was you had to get there by foot. You had to walk. You wanted to, didn't want to drive by it. You didn't want to be on a scooter or a bicycle going by. You just literally wanted to walk through these places. And I remember looking back at, you know, how much I had walked on these days. And, uh, you know, you're walking 10 plus miles a day. You're working, walking 20 to 30,000 steps. Um, and it was great. Hey, not only was it a great exit, but it was the way you could experience and see and pause and, and move freely. And I found that my time specifically in Patagonia was was one of these, uh, I didn't have expectations, I guess. I knew it was an amazing place. And I was on the, um, uh, in the Chilean side. And I, I, will, I will not say that I was uh, uh, camping throughout. I had a bit of a, a bougier experience staying within the, uh, within the park where I would go on very active day excursions, but come back to a nice uh, home cooked meal. Um, but, but I will say this, that, it was it blew my expectations in my mind, and I think pictures will never do it justice. Um, it's this idea that you can uh, I think I kind of talked about it earlier, it's like this idea that you see something that's so breathtaking, amazing, and then you walk you know five hundred meters more, and something else opens up that you would have never expected. And I remember um, uh, I was staying at the the hotel, there was an, an older couple and they're I mean, really in in their in their 80s, and obviously they were not in the condition that I that I was to be able to walk and experience some of the hikes I did. But they they got out there and went to these places and, and did the walking and was on one excursion with them to the best of their abilities. And it was truly, you know, 
it became this this thought for me was that in order to see some of the best places in the world, those that are most connection connected with with nature, um, with God, with spirit, whatever it may be, uh, you know, you really can't get there by by car or any other transport. You really have to uh, get there by foot um, because they're untouched uh, by uh, civilization in so many ways. And that's kind of a reason why you need to keep this machine that you have uh, well-oiled and, and, and consistently moving because the greatest thing you'll see might mean that you have to get to the top of the mountain or walk down uh, to the end of the road. And that was a crazy unlock for me that I never kind of had put together. Um, I was fortunate enough, you know, uh, to do a trip like this or some of the other travel at, you know, at a, at a different age when people don't typically take off, you know, three months to do things, especially in kind of like a, a pre-COVID mindset. Um, and, but I think you can, tr you can travel and see these things for your whole life. But a big part of that is, you need to keep the machine uh, able to show you things because there will be points where you can't, you can't go and see. You're physically unable to. And so to take advantage and making sure that you're staying uh, active uh, in that way is just so important to travel. I love this idea. And I really crazy considering what I do for work that I haven't really thought about it in the context of many of the most amazing places in the world, you can only get there by foot. You know, there's the old, I think it's a, a, a Poland Spring commercial. Remember the old, you can't get here, get there from here commercial? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you can't drive there. You can't, you gotta actually do the work. And I think you're absolutely right. It's because once it's easy and accessible it's going to get spoiled and that says some really unfortunate things about us as a species i think but nevertheless right now it's the reality we're dealing with and i think so there's the patagonia experience but there's also smaller experiences right in our own communities there are places that you can get to on foot even locally and explore in a different kind of way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I moved to New York when I was uh, 18 years old from, from mostly Florida and some, some of Philadelphia and, you know, and, and uh, to go to college. And I remember my, my most kind of my escape on the weekends when I was there was, was even just walking through Central Park, um, you know, small, but, but so, so kind of crucial to keeping levels of, of my sanity and some level of peace within this kind of crazy metropolis um, along the way. And I think when we think about, and this all, I'm going to tie this a little bit more to, towards kind of travel and, you know, I had a lot of time to think about what what is why do we love to travel, and it and I often thought, okay, is this because this is an escape? This is an escape from everyday life, and I realized I don't think that's what it is. I think it's more about how do we become more present? How do we enjoy what we are doing? 
And sometimes it takes being somewhere else to become present in it and, and pushing everything aside. And I think so many of us vie for um, going places where uh, when we're not in that mode to just see a city, but we really want to get out there and experience nature because of the calm and the presence. And, and those places tend to be untapped in many ways uh, from the kind of uh, larger, you know, revolution of, of, of kind of, uh, of commercialization. And that's where we're kind of timed because we know when we're in those moments, we feel very present. We feel very connected. We feel less distracted. And so many of those places, which may only be, you know, can be in your communities, can be a 30 minutes away, um, are that type of, are that type of way. And they might only be experiences that you have for an hour or two, but they might be experiences that you can have for, for multiple days. But I like very much believe that, uh, those that are accessible by, by foot or, or only by foot are, are usually some of the best. It's just so interesting to talk to somebody whose life experience is really different from mine, right? You're in a different kind of professional world. Well, you're sort of in, in my old professional world, but that was long ago. Uh, but who has come, clearly you discovered this at, an, at a pretty early age, the power of walking to kind of be a reset and to bring you into new environments, uh, which is, you know, pretty amazing. Um, so yeah. I assume, Jesse, based on what you do, that you spend a lot of time uh, buried in technology, just by the nature of, of it, right? Like you got to be texting and emailing and messaging and like non-friggin' stop. I know the music business. I know what that's like, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Consistently. So, <laughs> do you put it all aside when you head out on a walk? Yeah, I think I try to. I mean, I try to also schedule my times to walk when I am unlikely to be uninterrupted. Um, that's important. Uh, working in much like the music and entertainment space, a lot of that is West Coast based. So my, I'm, I'm, I'm my, I live in Miami currently. And so the mornings are a great time for me. And then sometimes later in the evening when things have slowed down a little bit, that becomes it. But it's hard. I mean, like, I think you go through different paces uh, and different seasons in which you have more control over it and, and feel control over over the work and your ability to put technology down. And sometimes it's not just only work. It can be other things in your life that are consistently keeping you glued to it. Um, and there are days when you say, I need to really, really reset. I really need to, like, spend less time, you know, in front of my phone or in front of my computer and that is has to be so intentional i think when i go on on walks i won't say that i like leave my phone um uh, behind at my house um i might get lost you never know uh, so, uh, but uh yeah i try to be i try to be much more present um in it and allow myself to yeah, I'll try and find gratitude. Uh, I'm fortunate to to live in Miami and walk alongside the water and feel the sun uh, most most days of the the year, and that inevitably brings a sense of calm and gratitude, uh, you know, 
to those walks that allow me to say, you know, whatever is happening, like I always have asked myself, like, is, is anyone dying here? And no, so I can take this time for myself. And I think we've all, generally speaking, become um, much more kind of uh, open towards people having time for themselves to kind of for themselves. Uh, the music industry can be funny in that way, depending on where you are uh, in it. But it, that is also even I've seen kind of an evolution uh, in that way. And we've seen it even within kind of those working and, you know, fast paced financial financial jobs as well. There's still a little bit of under better understanding of self-care and wellness and people saying, yeah, I'm going to take this time for myself. I'm going to get the work done, but this is my time right now. And I'm going to go out on a walk because when I come back, it'll be better for everyone. And, and that's usually, that's usually the case. Like that little bit of reset, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour can be crucial in the way you think or open things up or problem solve. I often, um, I throw myself into situations where, which I, I've never solved the problem at, at hand before. That's something I enjoy. Where I think I've, what I've realized is I've now developed the confidence that I know I will be able to solve it. Um, I just might not know the answer right this moment. And I have found that that exercise or walking or anything of that matter opens me up in that way to kind of feel calm, block out uh, distractions and start to kind of, you know, develop either the plan or get hit with these moments of, of, of creativity. I have found some of the craziest moments of creativity have happened to me, uh, you know, whether I've been walk, moving my legs uh, slowly uh, on a walk or, or, or on a full out uh, run on a treadmill. And I have been amazed by those, by those moments of, of inspiration and creativity and in, in how I problem solve. There's a study out of Stanford University from just a few years back that showed that a 20-minute walk can boost your creativity by up to 60%, and that benefit lasts for several hours after the walk. So uh, there is research to support this idea and this experience that you have. And something I often say to people is we live in a culture where we have become, many of us have become convinced that the answer to the problem, whatever the problem is, can be found at the end of just two or three more Google searches, right? We just need yeah. to ask the right question of the computer and we'll get the answer. And the truth is often what we need is exactly what you experience, which is the opportunity to walk away and let our brains synthesize and problem solve. Our brains are so much more powerful than Google, but we have to give them the right opportunity and time. Yes. Uh I agree. There's levels of this perspective uh, that comes, whether it's problem solving for work or problem solving in your life. Uh, yep. We sh we know ourselves, so I know when my when I have my um, my most perspective uh, of the day of all things in order to to, to see the big picture, um, understand what I care about, and usually that happens in the morning time after some level of movement. That's when I'm able to look back and say, okay, this is, <laughs> I can look at myself uh, in the mirror and understand what is true to me and make decisions uh, 
whether they be in relationships, whether they be in work, that, that really block out all of these, these other factors that may influence. And I often think that sometimes the best way to problem solve, whether in work, it's like, it's, you're actually, it's not going to take one, one step away. It actually, I like this idea about allowing things to kind of build and mold um, over time. And so the idea, I think I was uh, growing up in school, so probably pretty elusive um, procrastinator. And now in work, um, I have found that you can wait to kind of put the finishing touches on it, but there's this moment of kind of step in, step out, step in, step out, where you're kind of allowing your brain to kind of grow and think on this and dwell on it a little bit and and it starts to form in a in a unique way versus waiting just you know having to just power through it all at the end having not done this or or even up front and and this kind of step away uh movement step away is is very uh has been an effective uh an effective practice and tool for myself for me as well, my friend. Well, we're coming to the end of our time, but thank you. I love to hear your perspective and love to hear how movement and walking has influenced you personally and professionally. It's just uh, so interesting to, to learn and to connect with other people, other sort of uh, people on this journey, no pun intended. Um, listen, Jesse, if people want to connect with you out there in the world, in the interwebs, where are the best places to find you? Uh, they can find me on my LinkedIn at Jesse Greenberg. They can look me up on Instagram, jessieg33. And, you know, always, always happy to talk about movement, wellness, and, and, and self-growth at any time. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for today's Walk and Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week in the 99 Walks app and all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.